On this episode of Cluster Fudge, Carlos and I discuss new trailers released in 2015 for the movies Ant-Man, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Fantastic Four, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and Terminator Genesis, and if you can believe it, more. Hey everyone, uh, this here is uh, Carlos Rivera. And I'm Alan Forbes. Yeah, alright, so what's going on, Alan? What's going on in your world? Well, in uh, my world, uh, similar to your world, I recently went to Megacon what? in Orlando. You went to Megacon? Yes. Why didn't you say hello to me? I did, in fact. We did say hello, and we hung out for Sunday. What? <laughs> <laughs> is that a surprise? I don't recall. Oh, Let me ask you. you something, Alan. If you mm-hmm. had a uh, significant budget, let's say, let's say someone came to you and gave you a thousand dollars and said, "This is for you to create uh, whatever MegaCon costume you want to create." What what costume oh. would you create? Let's say within reason, but I'm talking like you know automated Iron Man suit kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? What right, what right. costume uh-huh. would you make for yourself? Or, you know, or team I'm, costume, I guess, maybe. It's got to be something that you don't see too often. Um, I would like to do, like, an Optimus Prime, but, like, Generation 1 Optimus Prime costume. Okay. Oh, like the old school. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, like, it could be relatively simple. Like, essentially, cardboard boxes just painted really well. Yeah, because I've seen um, that. But, like, going, yeah, going around on stilts. and It has been done. Oh, I'm not nice. saying it's a, an original idea, but... It's rarely done. You don't see Gen 1 Optimus all that often. And what would be even cooler is if you had your friends dress up as other Gen 1 bots. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, no, that would be great. Iron like a Bumblebee, a Bumblebee. Yeah, Ironhide. Yeah. Do a Cosmos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Do, Cosmos. A, do an Astro go. Train. Do a Beachcomber. Do an Omega Supreme and just path. have him mope. A Warpath. I was trying to think of the tank. Wham, bam. Wham, bam. He was a wow, violent dude. Zowie. Do the yeah. beach beachcomber, I think was his name. Beach he turned comer. into a person once because he wanted to hook up with a human. That was actually Sea Spray. That's right. That was Sea Spray. He was like the hovercraft. The hovercraft. Yeah. And they were on a, a water planet where there was like mer people. Yeah. And he became a merman. Yeah, because they're like, don't go into that water. That's not for robots. That's for people, you freak. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to show you. And they mm-hmm. went into the water, became a man. Now we can be forever. I've given up everything for you. Everything. Yeah. It still didn't work out for some reason. I used to be awesome. I was a me- I was organic metal. Well, and we're, we're also forgetting the fact that uh, Sea Spray just talked like he was gargling water the whole time. Oh, he that. talked like that. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you attracted to me, human being? <laughs> I'm a robot man. With uh, that's not in any way what you would consider handsome. Why don't you love me? That must have stung for the voice actor. The whole that dude was getting paid. What I feel no, and it was probably the same guy that does like Optimus or Bumblebee. The way they use those actors. Yeah, we need you to do this. Do this now. Okay. Sure, I'm sure he did multiple roles. I don't know which which actor that was. Uh, I'd have to Google it. Or you, the listener, can Google it and tell us how foolish we are for not knowing the voice actor who played Z-Spray. Yeah, just Z-Spray. Just Z-Spray. He retired after Z-Spray. I do know Jack Angel played uh, Astro Train and um, uh, Daniel, what's his name, who played Spider-Man on Spider-Man and his amazing friends, Mm -hmm. was Bumblebee. 
and of course Peter Cullen was Ironhide and Optimus Prime. What? And yeah, they were the same actor. Peter Frank Cullen Walker played like a lot of characters on there. Frank who? Frank Welker. Okay. You're familiar with Frank Welker, Welker, right? No, I'm not. That's what I'm asking. Megatron. What? Uh, Soundwave. Oh, Frenzy. God. Wait. Um, he did Frenzy. Yeah, I guess he, he could do Frenzy. At least a couple of Constructicons. I uh, didn't know. He played a lot of characters outside of Transformers as well. I didn't know. He was Fred he from Scooby Doo. What? He was Fred from Scooby Doo. Oh, nice. He was Dr. Claw. I'll get he you, was, Gadget. Um, uh huh, from Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Basically, anytime you heard a monster go, like that was Frank Welker. Yes. I love how incompetent. He's also the voice from Anaconda. He's the, he's the snake from Anaconda. He's the, like that was the snake dying at the end. That was his voice. Nice. And he's also Santa's little helper. Anytime you hear Santa's little helper yelp on The Simpsons, that's Frank Welker. Wow. I did not know yeah. that. Look at, look at what our audience is learning. Look at all the things <laughs> our audience will. You, you, you learn something. In case something. you didn't know. The, the Frank Welker resume. Check it out on IMDb. It's really impressive. He actually ranked number one as far as like actors who've played uh, in in how many roles he's played or how many movies or or TV shows he's been in. Like I think he's number one. The most. He's been in the most TV episodes and movies out of any other actor. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yes. Star Scream. You you. What is scream. it? You've mm-hmm. let me down yet again. Why do you keep putting him in power, dude? That's on you. I know. Why is he your why is he your go-to He's guy? He's clearly he I you know, I love I love the characters and the teams that have evil or maliciousness built within their name. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it's, it's so mm-hmm. on the note like um Sinestro. And how he started yes, right. as a Green Lantern. And it's like, he right. goes to a party. No My suspected. name is Sinestro. I'll be your teacher. Sinestro. You know, in Earth, Sinestro sounds like sinister, which means something bad. Right. <laughs> well, no, on my planet means generous and goodwilled. Oh. Stop being racist. Uh, so the costume that I would probably try to get uh, would be RoboCop. Old school RoboCop. Oh, that would be a great uh, yeah, one. Yeah, that's that's going to be just the show-off costume where you'll be mm-hmm. bombarded with pictures and you'll probably have to have a friend like with you because your mobility right. will be somewhat limited. Um, well, chances are, like, actually, Peter Weller wasn't that limited. He just had to act like it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, there'd like, be scenes he, where he didn't have, like, the pants on, the robo pants. Like, he couldn't get into a car with mm-hmm. those pants. Sure. <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, so. Be- but yeah, he he had to basically mime, if you will, his slow motion yeah. to, to mimic the mechanical nature there. The original version of the suit. I learned this at Dragon Con at his panel. Uh-huh. Uh, it was designed to limit his uh, flexibility and mobility. But then they were like he couldn't get through a, a shooting day because he was just exhausted fighting against the suit. So then they they stripped like an. Um, a choreographer stripped it down, and he's like, let's get this um, guy from France who's a good mime coach, and he'll teach you how to move mechanically. Oh, that's and great. that's what he, he did. Yeah, so yeah. he had to go through this uh, lessons on how to move slowly. Well, they could have just gone to, like, the local community center and gotten some beatboxers to teach him some breakdancing robot moves. <laughs> Check this out, Peter. Do that. Do that for 10 hours, and let's win back the community center. <laughs> Damn that RoboCop for saving this community center. 
<laughs> oh, wait, that's Peter Weller. Oh, my God, is that Peter Weller? Buckaroo Banzai? Oh. Shit. Oh, damn. Buckaroo Banzai's in a new movie? <laughs> Uh, all Let's right. Get to some current news. Yeah, current news. I, I think Will Megacon is current. But uh, hey, you know what's been going on this past week from our point of view? Trailers. It's been trailer trailers. crazy. I think in the last yes. week alone, last seven to 10 days, there have been about six new trailers uh, that have come yes. out for movies. Like where trailers already existed, six new trailers for new films coming up this year. And in early next year, I guess. You've had a follow-up, but most of them have been follow-up trailers. Yeah. They they aren't the initial trailers, but these are actually less of a teaser and more of a, a full fleshed-out trailer. It gives you a little bit of plot insight into some of these movies yeah. that we've been anticipating and don't know a lot about. Yeah. So let's get started with, uh, we're going to do them in alphabetical order. We're going to start with Ant-Man. Ant-Man. The new Ant-Man right, trailer. So I saw this Ant-Man, and by the way, um, I saw, I guess it was about a year ago, um, clip that was leaked from San Diego Comic-Con oh. of Ant-Man. Uh, basically, it was like a test footage or something to that effect, yeah. where uh, basically guards are getting their their butts kicked by a figure that you cannot see, uh, because Ant-Man essentially possesses full human strength while he's the size of an ant. Yeah. So he can punch someone in the face and it looks odd because you can't see the assailant. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was cool. And this reminded me a little bit of that concept, which I thought was a strong concept cinematically. Yeah. Uh, so you have a lot of this where Ant-Man's like on uh, the barrel of a gun, um, just doing all sorts of stuff, punching people in the face. And now for the first time we see his uh, rival, Oh yeah, uh, the uh, in, in the movie as well. The human jackhammer, yellow jacket, yellow jackhammer. Uh, I've heard that the yellow jackhammer costume is like CGI, whilst the Ant Man okay. costume, or at least the mask, maybe or parts of it, while the Ant Man costume in the film is like practical costume. The yellow jacket costume is reminiscent of Spider-Man's Civil War costume that was designed by Tony Stark. I found that very interesting that they went with that design, I guess because Sony doesn't really own the design. Nope. Uh, and Marvel's like, eh, well, we're not calling him Spider-Man, so there you go. Mar yellow jacket. Marvel's not falling for another banana in the tailpipe, Sony. <laughs> Uh, all around, really great take on it. Um, where they've deviated from the comic books is uh, Michael Douglas's character is actually the better known Ant-Man and also Yellow Jacket yeah. in the comic books. Uh, then subsequently, other characters took over those guises. Scott Lang, who Paul Rudd's character is, uh, is the second Ant-Man. And there was also a woman uh, who plays the second Yellow Jacket in the comic books, both of whom were actually criminals. So it's it's an interesting take for the movies, and I think it's going to work well. I, I like the choice that they've made uh, right. going forward. Plus, they can avoid that whole pesky wife-beating uh, arc. Yes, they can. <laughs> we <laughs> they we can. can just assume that Michael Douglas at some point beat his wife but got better. And <laughs> sure. or apologized, and, and he's a better guy. Hero, right, exactly. But, of course, they've been good about avoiding things like that. They avoided the whole, uh, uh, well, not genie in a bottle, demon in a bottle, 
with Iron Man and just made him drunk for part of one movie. And then he got over right. it. He's okay now. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I heard you guys talking about that in your Made in the Trade uh, podcast. Right. You were right. It was like, yeah, it was very brief, and he's good now. He's all right, everybody. Uh, right. Nothing to see here. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, Michael Douglas can be a funny guy. Paul Rudd certainly can be a funny guy. He doesn't seem to me like a hero, but at the same time, it's going to be interesting because, as it is, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, Okay, so he can miniaturize. Great. He maintains mm-hmm. the normal strength of a human being. Uh, I'm starting to, I'm starting to lose you, uh, like in a physics-based way. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't see how that works. And he can communicate and control ants. Now you've lost me. You've lost <laughs> me. So you have a, well, you the, have a scientist okay. who invented a suit that can miniaturize and that mm-hmm. can control mm-hmm. ants. I don't get. That's like too much. Essentially, Iron Man, you know, augments his strength, right? Except he's full size. Yeah. So you could figure that when he shrinks, you essentially are wearing an Iron Man-like suit. Uh, now, yes, you could you could wonder why it's not working while he's full size. I understand that. Uh, as far yeah. as communicating with the ants, you know, hey, you know, there's some suspension of disbelief, but it's, you know, through via radio frequencies, he has some sort of a connection with ants. I mean, there's, there's something to be said that's unexpected inexplicable with how insects communicate with each other and of course they have antennae so you know decades ago that lended itself to oh it must be through radio frequencies that's not the case obviously but still it's uh it's delving into something that's still unexplained by today's science okay maybe maybe like less power when he's miniaturized is needed to power mm-hmm. it because then i would think well then you know you're saying that some other guy built like an like an iron man style suit so that makes mm-hmm. Tony Stark even less special now, uh, you know. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. okay, and it's interesting but, that they're. You int- could also you could also say this like, what if the energy supply is finite, even though when he grows and shrinks, let's say you're dealing with the same amount of energy as a full size human. No, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So same you, amount of energy. Yeah, you have more than enough energy. energy. Right. So that's that's might be the explanation for why he maintains human strength while he's so tiny. Yes. Is it's the exact same amount of energy, you know. Now, do they explain it in the comic book like that or do they just say, well, he just maintains the same strength? I think the explanation for the comic book was uh, and there's a scientific theory that if you removed all the space between the atoms or molecules in your body, you could be theoretically the size of um of a needle but you would still be as heavy and as strong fair now, enough obviously his his weight didn't um didn't uh, adjust to that because he'd be falling through every floor and table and whatnot yeah uh but i do think that someone who wrote that explanation whether it be stan lee was fed that information or someone else writing the character was like, hey, this is a cool concept. Imagine if you were this size, but you were still the same strength as when you were full size. Well, the person who came up with that was Dr. Wayne Zielinski. We all know that. Yes. He's the, he, honey, in, he did, in, in real, he did sh- shrink all of his kids. Yes. Yes, the, the controversial scientist who experimented on his family and children mm-hmm. in order to yes. develop, uh, develop a microtechnology. Uh, Do you know he also blew up his baby? Oh my God! Why don't they arrest oh that man? God. He's a that maniac. A horrible thing. No surprise, what he became worse? a supervillain. <laughs> his wife left him. Your baby blew up. And yes, I blew up my kid. And now he controls Las Vegas with an iron fist. It's horrible. <laughs> Those poor people. Let's make sure the. I will blow up all of your children. 
No, please don't. Why would you do that? <laughs> if I can't have a baby, none of you can. <laughs> uh, all right. You know, so we'll see. And Paul Rudd as a lead, like as a superhero, on one hand, I'm like, I'm not feeling that from Paul Rudd. But at mm-hmm. the same time, you know, not every superhero should be like a rugged or debonair. or what. I, I don't know. He's like. He's not every man because, I mean, he's a handsome dude and he's, he has charisma. Right. So he's not an every man, but he's certainly not like the other guys. I guess macho wise, he's not like as macho as the other guys. Or he doesn't come across I think as it's it. a it's a clever spin because Ant-Man alone, people are like, come on, Ant-Man. So I think they, they decided, you know what, let's give it some levity, sort of a Guardians of the Galaxy-esque. Yeah. You know, people wouldn't buy into Guardians of the Galaxy either. And then we were like, hey. This is a comedy. And people are like, oh, okay, I'm intrigued. Yeah. And I think uh, selling Ant-Man as as a lighthearted superhero action movie uh, might have been the right way to go. I love that scene with the Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, yeah, that's fun. That's I fun. That was, that was, yeah, exactly. That, that's, I think this lends itself to a little bit of fun. As much villainy uh, that might take place in it, there's, there's still that uh, little bit of levity, which I think is important. <laughs> Okay, so moving on to Batman versus Superman. So, yes. We got So uh, initially we got a teaser, yeah, which is just a glimpse of their costumes and then we're then there was a leak a, supposedly. A air quotes leak. <laughs> air quotes leak. Air quotes a wink, leak. Wink wink. wink. <laughs> and we're not we doing this a- because other movies are putting out their trailers. Nope. Nope. So then we see the actual trailer, which features uh, Ben Affleck. Yep. And then wearing the Batman armor as seen in Dark Knight Returns, yep. the Frank Miller comic book. Yep. Which basically, anytime you hear Batman versus Superman, your head goes right to Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. The The catchphrase at the end was, do you bleed? Is that from Frank Miller? Bleed? No, it uh, it wasn't. It was just a catchy uh, phrase. It, it just underlines the dark nature the theme was that people were in fear of superman yeah and that's that's been done before in comic books yeah. but usually it's surprising because hey everyone loves superman yeah but after seeing man of steel no, how could you not feel yeah. that way yeah it seems so logical that people would feel that way about superman so this is probably the first time i've seen a batman versus superman scenario where i have been on batman's side yeah i'm typically a, a superman guy i'm typically mr pure-hearted Go for it, you know, be the best that you can be. But this Superman is not a fun-loving moral compass. So why shouldn't Batman be the hero in this? Oh, wait, this, I think we got someone. Uh, we got a guest in the studio, a surprise guest oh, here. Let me go get there. Someone get knocking. Get the Let me. Uh, can I get the door? You get the door and oh, I'm going to get some I'll coffee. Get All right. I'll go get it. Oh, you will? OK. Oh, you're going to get it? Right. Yeah. I, I got the door. OK. Hello. Oh, citizens. Oh, hey, hey, hey. um, Oh, man, I wish Alan was here. Uh, Is this is this Batman? Well, I am known as Batman in many circles, but. Oh, my gosh. Call me Mr. West. Oh, Mr. Adam West. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well there, son. What's your name? My name is Carlos. Carlos. Nice to meet you, sir. Oh, I heard someone discussing the. Uh, Batman versus Superman movie. Why on earth would Batman fight such a noble superhero like Superman? Oh, well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, because of the rogue threat that Superman uh, presents. 
to people. Rogue threats in what way? He, he saves kittens from trees. He helps people when they're in the way of typhoons and tidal waves. Well, I guess Why? that's true. He helped those people on that oil rig. Sure. And he minimized... There's a meteor in the sky, and it's too high. For Batman, who do we call? <laughs> Superman? Superman. That's, That's right. true. I guess we can forgive the fact that he uh, allowed aliens to level Smallville, his hometown. Probably. I'm uh, sorry, what? Wait, what? Oh, you know how those aliens went to Smallville before attacking Metropolis? You know, the two places where he basically drew them when he could have chosen anywhere on the planet at all? Goodness. I mean, Smallville. This is, sounds nefarious. Well. He would allow this to happen to his hometown of all places. Yeah, I mean, Smallville. Surely he limited the destruction to one area. Oh, you know, well, kind of one area. I mean, the, the the two areas, I guess, Smallville, you know, and then he fought in Metropolis. He fought an That's alien. That's a densely populated area. Why wouldn't he lead the aliens away? Well, it's not this... densely populated anymore, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, goodness. This sounds like the word. What did they the say? What? Joker. What do they say in the the Daily Planet? Us. They said 9/11 times 11. I think that was the headline. No. 9/11 times 11. Oh, no. Superman prevents these things. This is atrocious. There needs to be a stop to this. Well, you would think that. I mean, so many people are screaming just just lead them away. Just there's a there's a field, just even the park, the Central Park of Metropolis, just Take them there, just not the... Uh, and then they died because they were under a building. You know that I risked my life just to protect a family of ducks by a pier? <laughs> so many realizes. ducks died. No, I once was concerned that a marching band would be caught in the blast of a bomb that I myself were holding. I would not allow people who are innocent uh, to die. Oh, well, clearly it's the work of a villain. So dastardly. What? Who is this ne'er-do-well that would allow this to happen? Well, actually, it's strange. Like, several members of the villain community, including some in your rogues gallery, came out to help. Uh, you know, I mean, the devastation was so awful that the, the Riddler, the Penguin, Catwoman, even the Joker, they came out to help they dig up the rubble. He gave blood. He gave blood. Oh, it was white, goodness. but he gave it. This is 9-11 times 11. The Joker is, is there to aid the people of Metropolis. Where was Superman uh, this whole time? He was destroying a couple of military satellites that were tracking him or something. Just, you know, dropping him on Those the ground. taxpayer funded. Those are our good people's tax dollars at work, and he would waste them so frivolously. You know, but you're right. Maybe it's a misunderstanding, and maybe we don't have to do anything about Superman. No, we do. In fact, I'm going to use my bat kryptonite, and I'm going to have to shake his hand, if you know what I'm saying. I'm not sure. You, I'm not sure with you. You're just going to shake his I'll put the kryptonite in my hand and shake him. If you didn't understand that, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, and I'm sorry about Robin. What happened to Robin? Oh, my God. Um, Robin's school was on a field trip in Metropolis uh, on the day of the event. No. I'm so sorry. No, I thought Dick. someone would have told you by now. No. It's I been mean, a while. I, did I say Dick? I mean Robin. Robin. <laughs> he's he's gone. Oh, Superman, you do you bleed? 
because I'm going to make you bleed for whatever the catchphrase is. <laughs> oh my god. No, that's it, more or less. That's pretty much it. Gonna make him bleed? You're gonna die, Kryptonian, by my hand. I have to go. Okay. I'm leaving. Okay. For the Batmobile. All right. Me. It's, well. I'm going to the Batmobile now. All right, bye. 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 Oh, wow, wow everyone. That was, Batman, was, that was Batman. Batman just ran out of the studio. Alan, where the hell were you, man? Batman was I here. Was looking out, I was looking out the window to see if any more superheroes were going to show what up. What are you talking about? What other superheroes are going to show up? It could have been like, I don't know. He was just talking about Superman the whole time. It could have been him. Oh, Superman's just magically going to show up? Well, he can fly real fast. Why wouldn't he? I guess he'd go if he listens to the show. I mean, you know, so. Good. Yeah. Do we want another superhero to show up? I, we, I prefer not. I mean, not if he's going to be a, a, a jerk like <laughs> the Man of Steel that I saw. Oh, hey. what was that? Hey. What? Hey. Hey, where did Carlos go? Hey. There was a big blue blur, and now Carlos is gone, and you're in his place. I took that guy, uh, sent him, you know, I put him somewhere. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Who are you? I'm Superman. Man of Steel. Oh, hi. Uh, my ears were burning. <laughs> they literally, they burn. They burn. I'm Kryptonian. And that's one of the things our ears do. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, guys, kind of bumming me out. Just, uh, you know, a. Uh, you know, collateral damage, it's a uh, part of the war. So That's very callous of you, Superman. I mean I tried my best. You did your best. I tried but, my I best. Mean, I made sure you that you got all the speed and strength and you're not you're not uh, saving people from certain death that, that were brought on by Kryptonians like Hey, yourself. I protected the seven eleven and Smallville guy. Okay. Now, maybe we lost the IHOP and the Sears and the Target, but I protected the 7-Eleven. All right, so you saved the 7-Eleven. And yeah, maybe one or two or a hundred people died in Metropolis, you know, but I I, I didn't pick the fight place. There's like a few thousand people that died in Metropolis. Uh, Yeah, I I heard heard a hundred. I have super hearing, whatever. We won't debate it. Fine, a hundred, a thousand, same difference. Uh, you know, I mean, I asked, I said, hey, Zod, uh, you want to take I mean, this somewhere else? And he's like, I'd rather not. And I don't want to be disrespectful. It's first contact. It's first contact. The first contact with alien civilization. <laughs> so so he's cool with killing all these people. It's rude not to uh, let the aliens uh, tell you where they want to have the meeting. You wouldn't understand that. You're just a human. As a Kryptonian, I know these things. You gotta trust I'm just me, saying, guy. I just recently filed my taxes and I had to pay extra because someone had to knock down a multi-million dollar satellite out of orbit. Ah, insurance, uh, you know, insurance will cover that. Insurance? Think they, think Who's going to insure a multi-million dollar satellite? I think they got progressive or something. I don't know. Oh my God. They got spares. They got spares. Do you pay taxes, Superman? Because that, that money had to go to that stupid satellite. You know, it was, you know, hey, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm the bad guy. They were following me with that satellite. You know that? They're following me around. You know, I can't have privacy. Maybe they should have because you've done so much damage that maybe you should be a... Uh, who watches the Watchers is all, all I'm watching saying. the Watchers. Right? I'm watching the Watchers. Oh. Okay. And I'm the Watcher. It's convenient that way. I take out the middleman. It saves you money. Gotcha. All right. Well, a lot of people think you're a jerk, and I think Batman's going to kick your butt. Wow. Oh, my God. 
Oh my god. You okay? No, nah, it was someone put me like two blocks away. He put you two blocks away. Yeah, it was two blocks away. I came running back. I don't know what happened. What happened in here? Um, Superman was trying to explain why he was so callous to people. Okay, were you polite to him? I was trying to explain to him why that was not right. Oh, well, that's very rude. Don't you know first contact protocol? No, I don't. Superman's an alien. It's first contact protocol. You can't be rude. Uh, Next trailer, Fantastic Four. It wasn't as bad... As I was thinking it would be like, it seems like it's got good action. The, the performance is good. I'm still yeah. wondering what that, that plot is exactly. Well, I mean, you know, um, they go through this interdimensional. They, they, they're like, I don't know you what the, the what kind of knots they would be if they travel through different dimensions. Because that's what it looks mm-hmm. like they're doing. So interdimensional knots. So they're the first interdimensional knots and they travel through a different dimension. I'm not sure what benefit that has to any organization because uh, it seems like they're being bankrolled by either a government or a, or a corporate organization. So either way, I'm not clear on how figuring out how to travel through different dimensions benefits either. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what they seem to do. And, uh, and what I've heard is that they get affected by the powers while they're in these dimensions and then they come back and they're changed, including Doom, who I think is the guy with the glasses in the trailer because uh, oh, he apparently okay. goes with them, too. And he's like the other guy that suited up. Uh, I like the guy they picked for the cast looks good to me. And uh, I dig the guy they picked for Grimm. The, the little I saw of him was like, yeah, that sounds that seems right. Um, they mm-hmm. did. They did go young. With this cast, which is the trend right now to go young, right? Um, which is kind of why I like the fact that Michael Douglas is in Ant-Man. That's one of the things I like about Ant-Man, that they got Michael Douglas in there, even though he's not mm-hmm. the hero. But he's like, I help make it and I'm not like a young dude, um, right. you know, but uh, mm-hmm. it looks fun. This uh, Fantastic Four. Uh, what do you think of the Yeah, I'm, I'm still not sold on the movie as a whole. Um, I'm probably going to wait a little while. After it's been out for a while before really? I judge it. Yeah, I'm not okay. going to see it when it comes out. Okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear secondhand. All right. What What did you think were the issues? Because you follow the comic, uh, I, I assume. What did you think were the issues with the other Fantastic Four movies? The, the two that came out with uh, the uh, with with um, from Fox. Not the bad, really bad one like... Years and right. years ago, but like the one with the, you're uh, talking Jessica Alba, and yeah, Chris Evans, and yeah, Chickless yeah, um, and Evans and Alba. What did you think of those, mm-hmm. or why do you think those weren't good? And what do you think? What if there was anything good about them? What would you say was a good thing about them? Well, I mean, I was a fan of the comic book. Yeah, um, that's that's kind of my <laughs> my uh, my draw to it in the in the first place. Yeah, um, I liked actually as far as the movie's concerned, I did think that. The, the thing was kind of the the heart and soul of the movie. Like okay. that's the character you wanted to follow. Yeah. Um. I didn't really pull for Reed Richards. Um. I thought Human Torch was just a jerk. Okay. Um. And then Invisible Woman was just kind of hollow and and blasé. Yeah. Um. But I did like that that storyline of of feeling for, uh, the thing who who doesn't have his humanity anymore and, and, yeah. and wants to regain that. I thought that was a compelling storyline uh, in the first movie. Yeah. 
I was pretty much gone in the second movie. And then like you had the Silver Surfer in the second movie who is a great character in the comic book and could have been, you could have used him really well in the movie and you just lost that opportunity. Just didn't make him a, a three dimensional character at all. Yeah, I was, um, is it in the first movie that they temp, that they cure the thing, but then he goes back to his old power so he can save everybody else that he right, like, right. restores himself. So there's, cause that's the only mm-hmm. way he can rescue the others. Yeah. I felt like his that was sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like that was too neat of a save. You know, I mean, mm. I mean, they figured that out like, oh, you figured it out. You know, it's too coincidental. Like, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. This needed yeah. to be a thing that would linger. I didn't like I didn't like that take on the Doctor Doom character either. Oh, yeah. With um, the, the dude Julian, whatever, from uh, Nip mm-hmm. Tuck. It's unfortunate. Right. I like him as an actor. But, yeah, it's like, OK. Um, yeah, that was that was interesting. But now they're screwing younger which I'm also not crazy about because, I mean, one of the problems, I think, was, I mean, Jessica Alba was a bit too young for that role. It's like, you're not age appropriate. Right. You know, like, if anything, you may be Chris Evans' younger sister. It's weird that you may be an interest for Mr. Fantastic. And he's Mm -hmm. certainly not charismatic enough to earn that, you know? (laughs) Right. I I don't seem like, oh, yeah, this guy could totally get Jessica Alba. Nope. And then in the second movie, Ben Grimm has the blind girlfriend already, and it's like, well, okay, that was kind of fast. Uh, that didn't seem earned either. Yeah, Ben Grimm turning back to human in the first one didn't feel earned, nor did his relationship right. in the second one. Uh, I am mm-hmm. glad that they're doing a CGI thing now just to make it look, I, I, ironically, to make it look more realistic to do a CGI version versus the rubber suit that drove like Michael Chiklis crazy. I don't know. I think he got him depressed or something because it was just tough to wear that suit mm-hmm. or or uh, claustrophobic or something. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I am interested in this fantastic. I think in this, this is one of those cases where a reboot is welcome. You know, I, 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 it, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm concerned that they skewed so young, but they do have an older Doctor Storm, which is good. So they mm-hmm. have someone the, in there the as storm well. Parents. Yeah, the Storm mm-hmm. Dad. Um, so that's good. Uh, and, and Mm -hmm. I, I do enjoy that they're playing with the, uh, the racial diversity in the movie. I'm glad it's like, fine. Uh, and I like how, you know, people are like, Oh, how are they going to be a white, you know, brother and sister? One's white, one black. It's like, yeah, the Mm -hmm. white girl's the adopted one. So suck that. Right. Uh, uh, presumably she's adopted, you know? Right. All right, next we got Jurassic World. Again, these are a bunch of new trailers that came out. There were trailers already for Jurassic World. We got a taste. And P.S., they have a really cool website that, like, just makes it as if the park's real. So if you find that, you go to the website. It's like like iRobot. iRobot did the same thing where Mm -hmm. they, like, you can buy one of these, the Nimbus robots. Uh, Jurassic Park has a website where it's like you can tour the park and buy tickets and Take a tour and blah blah blah. Hmm, that sounds cool. So I'll have, ch- have to check that out. So in the in the uh, in the trailer, you had um, Chris uh, Pratt's character. Apparently, he's trained some Velociraptors, right? Yeah, they've made by now. They've made it clear that Pratt, the the character he plays, does have some sort of. He says in this one, it's not control, but he is. I mean, they've been semi-domesticated i guess he's you know he's Mm -hmm. made it so they don't eat him 
which is a right. major improvement from last uh, previous versions of Raptors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they don't <laughs> circle you and hunt you and eat you, which is great because they've been mm-hmm. villains up to now, and now it's cool that they may be assets. And I, I dig that. I dig that a yeah. lot. I, I think that's interesting. It's an interesting take because, um, you know, I guess the, the the makers of this movie they they realize you know people train lions, tigers, um, all sorts of animals of prey. Yeah. And uh, why not? Why not? Why not the raptors? Yeah. Plus, you're there. I mean, they're creating them genetically, so they can al- always magic it away as, oh, we put a DNA blah 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 to graft mm-hmm. you as the first thing they see, and they think of you as part of their clan or so, you know, something like that, where mm-hmm. they can just explain it with DNA if they want. Which I, I have to believe that's what they're going to do. I can't fathom he just broke them. Those creatures, right. I don't think they can be broken unless they've been altered genetically to be broken or be more. Um, malleable, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, in any, any zoo scenario, many people feel that, um, when you hand feed a lot of these animals, they potentially can view you as one of their own. So if from their hatching, he was hand feeding them and and training them as they grew, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they have a, they have a kinship towards him, which be great to see raptors used as an asset in a movie that that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. No offense to Chris Pratt though, but he should be scarred up more and should have like one or two uh <laughs> fingers missing. Mhm. Cuz even like even if they're domesticated, you know, for them playing right. would be damage to him, severe damage. So, you know, but mm-hmm. they got to make him look pretty and uh, we get an idea of what happened, you know. We're basically told what happens. They played, but we were told already they mess with the DNA of one of the animals cuz they've been mm-hmm. bigger more or bigger. One T-Rex, two T-Rexes, a thing that can kill T-Rexes, now this. Now this. Uh, but again, it's I like think this mutated is... mutated T-Rex. Yeah. This feels more to... I mean, it's a back... It's a, it's a, it's a reboot disguised as a sequel, you know, in sequels clothing. Because now we're mm. reintroducing the park, except I love it. Um, you know, in these reboots now, they're, they're making like, oh, the thing that they were worried about, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like in the new RoboCop. Say what you want, but the Ed 209s work in the new RoboCop. And say uh-huh. what you want, but the park works if you don't mm-hmm. do stupid things. You know? Right. Even with so this... You think, is, you think that this is a reboot, or you're saying that this is a sequel, but it is essentially a reboot? I'm Yes, it's a, for, for new audiences to enjoy the mm-hmm. film, but you gotta, you know, you can't do the same thing again because... Mm-hmm. Even like even kids, even teenagers, they've seen the original Jurassic Park. It's it's good enough movie right. for them to have seen, even if it's like on a Sunday or a Saturday afternoon or something. They've seen the mm-hmm. film, so they got to do something right. different. But at the same time, okay, let's do a Jurassic Park for them. Jurassic World, fine. We change some things, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. We lose control of the park. It's the same movie. Yeah, I I, I hear what you're saying. I I just I like that they're. In, in true sequel fashion, you're taking the, the rules of the universe and seeing what else you can do with it. Yeah. And they've already explored leaving the island, um, going back to the island, you know, all this stuff. I yeah. think it's a great idea. It's like, you know what? It's a theme park. Let's make it even more like a theme park. Yeah, let's and, make the park work. And compare it to, yeah, compare it to Disney World, Sea World, and, and see what you can do with it. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. What if we got the park to work? We get the stuff on lockdown, we get it to work. 
Mm-hmm. You just get some cheap labor from, uh, what is it, Chile or Costa Rica? Boom. Yep. Lose a couple of go. guys. We got a park. There you go. And then you put some, some kids money. in a hamster ball. You got yourself some kids in peril. Done. There you go. People want to see it. People want to see the dinosaurs. Don't you want to see dinosaurs in person? Come to Jurassic World. Yeah, I'm still curious about how much the tickets are because clearly it's run by a corporation. But <laughs> corporations are usually about money. And I, you know, and I know that Hammond was like, let's invite everybody. But they look like normal families at Jurassic Park, not like only mm-hmm. the rich and super wealthy. So I'm curious about that. Right. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't think you saw Jurassic Park Part 3. I did. Mm-mm. Very disappointing. Okay. Seemed like a cash mm. grab. Failures in logic. They got Dr. Grant to go back to the park, even though he's like, I'm never going back there, even for a flyover. By a guy, And, and, and it's overcomplicated. They had a guy who was rich that convinced him to go and do a flyover tour, but then it turns out he's not rich. And he's just some Mm. schmo that's trying to save his kid who got stranded on the island. And it's like, now, why did you just have to make him not rich? I mean, it seems ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then Jurassic Park 2 was fun. We had the Malcolm show because people loved Ian Malcolm. So let's bring him back to life. Let's make him the star of a movie. And it was Mm -hmm. okay. But, you know, I feel like it lost itself. I don't know. It just had another T-Rex. It's like the, the, the trailer thing over the cliff was cool, but. After that, I'm like, I'm not really interested anymore in this film. I heard that Jurassic Park 2 was the reason why um, Spielberg had the money to make Schindler's List. Oh, well, there you go. He had to agree to Jurassic Park 2 in order to get Schindler's List produced. Yeah, because it's not really like the book. I mean, there's there are a couple right. of similar. I mean, they write off a whole character. Uh, that was going through the old Jurassic Park computers and like, oh, I think I found the Lost World. And it's like, no, that's just mm-hmm. that's just the dinosaurs they genetically made. And, you know, but they do have the high hide and they do have the trailer and they have the kids. They have two kids again. You know, even the book was like a bad sequel. Uh, you know, it's one of those cases where the movie wasn't worse than the book. Wasn't mm. better, wasn't worse. It was just two separate things. I didn't uh, even bother reading the yeah, book. Yeah, Malcolm survives in both of them. He which, like brought which Malcolm no back. Which makes no sense. When, because yeah, he clearly died in the uh, yeah in the first one. Yeah, they made it clear. Yeah, like, he didn't oh, make well, it. Oh well, now he's uh, that was a rumor. Yeah, it was a miracle. Was, he made the rumors it. of his death death were greatly exaggerated. That's that's how they explained. Yeah, it. it's they like just Sherlock Holmes and Mark Twain quote. All right, so but uh, yeah, but definitely looking forward to Jurassic World. We'll be there. I remember all the. I remember how it was for the original. Saw that in the mm-hmm. theater. That was great. Uh, the world was freaking out about Jurassic Park at the time. And I mean, it still holds up. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as the graphics are concerned, it looks great. And and again, yep. I just love the idea that this guy's working with the Raptors. I just want to see how that plays out now. Now we make it. We're here at the Star Wars trailer. We're rounding down oh, to the last yes. of the trailers of Star Wars. The internet Speaking freaked out. Speaking of reboots disguised as a sequel. <laughs> Are you saying this is like a reboot disguised as a sequel? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying this is like a reboot disguised as a sequel. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks good. The uh, The mm-hmm. Empire looks like it may not be doing great 
At the same time, mm-hmm. there are stormtroopers. So maybe these right. guys went with the idea that, uh, you know what, just because you destroyed our Death Star doesn't mean you destroyed the army that we have throughout the galaxy. So I don't <laughs> know why you're all dancing. To the Empire. Yeah. People are like, hey, man, the Empire had a lot of good ideas. Let's keep it going. Yeah. It's like, well, what about our infrastructure? Who's going to protect us now? There's no galaxy. There's no galactic empire. Do you have a plan? (laughs) (laughs) We have a lot of people here that think the emperor was right. (laughs) Yeah. How about voting? Maybe, Maybe the people from Alderaan deserved it. Did you ever think about that? Yeah. We don't know what they were doing. I heard they were developing a weapon of mass destruction in Alderaan. Yeah. That's right. And it destroyed them. A lot of weapons. Yeah. it, It ended up destroying them. It serves him right. <laughs> Oops. Alderaan's fingerprints were all over that Death Star. <laughs> how do you think they knew how to destroy it? They got the plans from Alderaan. <laughs> so the uh, the trailer was uh, interesting, and, and it was uh, Mark Hamill's voiceover, yep. um, uh, almost directly quoting his line from Return of the Jedi. And his conversation with Leia, the reveal that he was his uh, brother. Now, you he think he's, brother. you think he's talking to a relation, or is he talking yes. just to someone oh, yeah. else? Does he say our family or my family? Yes, no, no, ours. Oh, okay, Stro- so Force is strong in our family, just like he said to Leia. So it's another, I, maybe whether it be another reveal, but it's a reveal to the audience that it's either his um, niece, either his offspring, or a niece or nephew. Yeah. 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 But it's clearly someone in the Skywalker I'm lineage. I'm curious what that stormtrooper has to do with everything. I don't think he's a stormtrooper. You're talking about the African American dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a guy who's disguised as a stormtrooper, like Luke and Han were in the first movie. I don't know. He may just be a stormtrooper that's changing alliances. Because after the you know, Empire takes over, potentially... they don't need clones. Because it must be expensive as hell to make all those clones. So they're like, you know, mm-hmm. we're in charge now. Sign up. And they just get regular mm-hmm. people and they draft them. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise. And this is at, way after that. So if stormtroopers mm-hmm. are still in existence, you know, they're, you know. So it wouldn't. I mean, I could understand, like, if they're not clones, the right. like a couple of them are like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Or, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you're right. I shouldn't, you know, let's do let's do another way. Yeah, it's just there's there's clearly some reason why he's dissatisfied with being with the stormtroopers. Either he was undercover the whole time or he's breaking ranks, but he's clearly not a sympathizer anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, if only we had someone that is familiar with the galaxy and the state of the Galactic Empire. Uh, well, it's funny you film. say that because someone is at the door right what? now. And I'm going to go get it. They're at your I door. Go get them. Go get them. Right back. But you stay in the room. I don't know. This guy looks kind of scary. Oh, my God. Be a man. Who is <laughs> Hello? Who is this? Who's over there in the Orlando studio? Hello. Oh, my I God. I am the Emperor what? Palpatine. <laughs> Emperor Palpatine? Yes, that's right. I am back. I thought you were... I am... I Or maybe I'm sort of back. I'm a ghost. Oh. Like Obi-Wan and, and Darth Vader. Wait, I thought Anakin, that only whatever. good Jedis become ghosts. You're no, Sith. you didn't see that part of the movie. Even bad people can do it too, yes. 
Well, I'm sir. Evil. All right, I get that. Uh, it's good that you're here because we have some questions about the newest Fantastic. Star Wars trailer. Uh, clearly, Ask away. Clearly, the Empire is in a bad way, uh, yes. given some of the Wait, damage no, that no, we they're saw. Not, well, the, they're not in a bad way. They're well, doing great. Well, I saw Did a destroyer all storm troopers? That No, that, that's a, a Star Destroyer garden. What? We, we grow them in a garden. That's almost full maturity, that Star Destroyer. <laughs> a garden of sand? Yes, we, we water them and they grow, and then once they're at full maturity, we cut them loose and they float into the sky. All right, well, what about the, uh, the X-Wing fighter that was also in that garden, that so-called garden? The X-Wing fighter was, uh, was piloted by a friend of mine. He's going to crash it as soon as the trailer's finished. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, he's like, I'm going to ruin the rebels and their funny plays. <laughs> All right. Well, it would appear that one of your storm, if everything's so good, then why one of your stormtroopers, uh, he looks like he's joining the Jedi. Or he's oh, joining really? the rebellion if they still exist. He's a what would you do to someone like that? What would you do to a traitor of the Empire? He's the thing. Usually I would just point my fingers at them and shock them. You would shock I've them? I've got a new trick. I just give them a nickel and I, I show them an, a, an outlet in the wall and I tell them that it's a, it's a coin-operated machine. So you would take this African-American and you would shock yes. him or have yes. him stick a nickel in the wall? Yes, that's right. Oh, you know, some people might say that right now is not the time. That the, Given the highly charged racial climate, it's not the best time to be doing things like that. Yes, but a douche is a douche, so oh. you know, it doesn't matter what race you are. If you're being a douche, okay. you got to get shocked. You know what I'm saying? All right, I don't know, sir. I think you sound a little racist right now. Don't be a douche. All right, all right. We'll try not to be douches. So, um, right. what, are you, you're going to make another Death Star? What's the plan, uh, Emperor Palpatine? You've already lost well, two not... Death Stars. How are you going to beat the Rebels? That's true. Well, here's the thing. What would you say if it wasn't just a, a, a star? It was a, it was a flower. I call it the Death Blossom. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Yes. That sounds like the device from, from uh, I invented this. The Last Starfighter. What? What? No, I didn't infringe on their copyright. That is my idea. I, I invented that. Also, the, the Death, Death Blossom, Blossom is just one small ship. It eventually <laughs> well, runs out of missiles. Sure, but it's it's spinning in every direction. It's like when you go into a fight, you just swing your arms all around. That's Nothing not, can stop you. That is not how you fight. That is not That's good fighting. That's how I fight. You Did fight you see poorly. me fighting Lord Vader at the end of, <laughs> at the end oh, of Return you, of the Jedi? Shot him I was like, ah! Yeah, and I killed him. I got him. You well he after died. he killed you. Oops. That's not a good fighting strategy if you it's, have to die just, to win. I'm just saying the Death Blossom is here to stay. Invented by Emperor Palpatine. All right. I mean, but at least you have a fleet of them, right? You have a fleet of Death Blossoms. Well, just actually, it's just the one X-wing that that guy is driving. One. Yeah, just the one. There's only one Death Blossom. There's only one death blossom, well, that, but the empire shall rise again. That doesn't seem practical. I mean, you're getting up there in age, sir. Maybe it's time for you to give the uh, empire dictatorship chair to someone a little younger. Who could lead the empire the way I did? I don't know. Ooh. How about that guy who, who was with Lando uh, in the Millennium Falcon? He looks Lobot? Like a, yeah. Oh, Nip Nub? Yeah, Nip Nub. I think Nip Nub's got some good ideas. He 
<laughs> he's just gonna sit around and go, huh? He's not going. I wonder to if there's anyone anyway. that could come in and speak on Nib Nub's behalf for dictatorship president. Oh, you mean his good buddy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, someone that knows him, maybe fought beside him. My ears are burning. Who's talking about me? Oh my goodness, it's Lando Calrissian. That's right. It's Lando in Orlando right now. <laughs> We're trying to convince I'm Emperor. I'm freaking Colt 45. No, that's, that's, well, it's appropriate. It's the right time for that. Uh, we're, right. we're trying to convince uh, Emperor Palpatine that Nibnub would make a good replacement. He'd be a great replacement for the Empire. He's ruthless. He once force-choked me. He's crazy. What? He'd be great. Yeah. I, I didn't know he was a, th- a Sith. He is. In fact, he once shot me with a taser, and I was like, yikes, you should be Emperor. And he, And then he looked at me, and he went, <laughs> that was crazy. What do you think about that, Emperor Palpatine? I don't like it. I'm leaving. I hate all of you. Curse well, you. Curse us. Why well, he's he just gone. shock us with his force power? I think uh, he's a ghost now, so I think he lost his shock power. Oh, well, then he should definitely be replaced if he's a ghost. It's a good point. How I'll, about I'll you, Lando? You ran me. a Sky Condo. Doesn't I mean that yeah, must have taken right, some ex- executive power? It did, but you know I had labor difficulties, supply problems of every kind. You know it's uh, not easy. Okay, well instead of you running the empire, maybe you could be second in command. That's a new deal on the table. That's a good idea. I'll be second in command to Nub. He'll shock me every once in a while, and then we'll get drunk and fly the Millennium Falcon. Actually, I just got a call from Nib Nub, and he's not comfortable with you being second. He doesn't feel that you can handle what? it. Maybe you drink too much. He says you can be his executive assistant, though. That's the new executive deal. Executive assistant? This is ridiculous. I got to go talk to my buddy. I'm leaving. You don't want that deal? No, I'm leaving. That deal's not good for you? <laughs> and he just ran away. Oh, I was, I was hoping you would comment on the deal that he was being offered. The progressive... No, I think- Deals I think he knows this deal's offered. getting worse all the time. Oh. oh. He knows. Yeah, he knows well, this deal's getting I, worse. I guess I'll have to take your word for it, Alan. Okay. By the where did you go? I was really intimidated because okay. there was a ghost here. You got a man up, a bro. We're going to have guests sometimes that are not the most pleasant people, but we have a duty to our audience members to stay in studio. Final trailer that's popped up uh, over the past week or so was the Terminator Genesis trailer. Mm, uh, this is a yes. new one, and we get a little more. I mean, what's already been revealed in previous trailers is that there's an alternate, I guess, 85 or 84. There's an alternate 1984 where mm-hmm. uh, a Terminator has been sent back farther to protect um, Sarah Ann Connor. So mm-hmm. by the time that Kyle Reese is sent, she has already been trained or training in how to defend herself. She's no longer the the weak Linda Hamilton character from the first movie. She is already the strong Linda Hamilton character from the second movie, just a lot right. younger. Uh, right, and right. she has with her in tow an aged T-800 Arnold mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger. Yes, Uh, which I find is very interesting. It's a very interesting take. Again, uh, I I like it. I I mean, the the, the first movie, the first Terminator is obviously great, but but, I mean, I've seen the first Terminator, so I I don't want to see a reboot. So Mm -hmm. this is entertaining to see this. Okay, we're going to change it up a little bit. But then 
the trailer mm-hmm. goes on to make a big reveal of sorts. I think it's a big yeah. reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll say spoilers. I mean, honestly, if you haven't seen the trailer, jump ahead like five, seven minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. If you don't want to be surprised by, you know, if you want to see Terminator Genesis as purely as you possible can, uh, possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because in the trailer, they reveal that somehow John Connor has been altered somehow, and now he is mm-hmm. a hybrid Terminator of sorts. And it looks like he is their enemy in the film. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I mean, I guess that the marketing department or the studio, they were nervous about how poorly the movie was being received through the trailers, Hmm. maybe. So they thought they'd give it a boost. But I feel like they've let out a really big reveal, a really big plot point. I mean, this is the first. I mean, in somewhat, it's the way that uh, the previous movie had a big spoiler in it, too. That was a big reveal that uh, he was a Terminator in the movie, although they did kind of tip their hand a few times leading up to that point in the movie. But I would have thought it would have been a nice reveal to not know that the main character was a Terminator in that. Oh, spoiler. But (laughs) to not know that character was a Terminator when you did, this seems like that could be similar. Yeah. uh, A reveal that John Connor, at least who's claiming to be John Connor is, is the villain of the movie. Yeah. Well, no, from what um, you've seen, what I've seen in the trailer would appear that time has been altered where John Connor mm -hmm. has been changed. I don't know if that's John Connor, John Connor. I think that it's, it's a machine that's incorporated the, the, um, the essence of John Connor. I think John Connor was probably captured by a machine and all of his brain patterns were mimicked by this, T-1000-esque yeah. uh, machine. Well, I mean, unless it has its brain, yeah, I mean, that's what it's going to be. It's mm-hmm. going to be like a transcendence kind of thing. Unless right. it's carrying around his organic brain like the uh, Sam whatever character from the Terminator mm-hmm. Salvation. Um, right. Uh, and, you know, that brings us to the other... Ter- I wasn't crazy about how they ended Terminator 3 where the world... I mean, Terminator 2 was We Can Change the Future... Terminator mm-hmm. 3 was, no, we can't, which I didn't mm-hmm. care for. Uh, right. It's just, you know, you can. It's just going to be very hard. And then, you <laughs> know, in the other Terminator with Christian Bale, um, they changed the ending. At first, they were going to make it where Sam Worthington... Terminator Salvation. Yeah. <clears throat> Sam Worthington mm-hmm. was going to take his identity, you know, mm-hmm. because it was more important than John Connor, like, survived, uh, you know, even if it was as Sam Worthington pretending to be john connor they were going to just you know like here you're going to be john connor now which i think would have made for an interesting story um because it's certainly unexpected uh, i didn't hate terminator salvation uh i didn't mm-hmm. love it but i didn't hate it it was interesting to see like him before he was considered the hero like the the, the leader yeah. you know because he wasn't the leader he was like one of the head guys but he wasn't the head guy that was an interesting film But uh, I don't know. I still feel like, you know, we can save the future. But it was interesting to see how the future is without being saved. And I I still love how humans can walk around Los Angeles only like 30, 40 years after nuclear fallout. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to I'll probably watch Terminator Genesis like you, Mm -hmm. though. I may wait to see for the initial reviews to come in. I am curious. Uh, This guy that's playing Kyle Reese has been trying to break into like his own leading role for a while now. Um, Jay, Jai Courtney. 
Is that his name, Jai Courtney? You're talking about the yeah, yeah, Jai character? Courtney, Jai Courtney. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how this movie goes. Oh, he's going to be Captain Boomerang in Suicide Squad. Yes, he is. He is going to be in Suicide Squad as Captain Boomerang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am very interested in this Terminator movie. Uh, I, I, cool. I want to see it. I want to see it. But I wish they didn't spoil that. I mean, this is the first time I'm watching a trailer and I'm like genuinely disappointed by the reveal. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean, I mean, like to this level, I'm like, oh, man, I really would not like to not have known that. That seems like right. a big deal. That seems like, OK, now I pretty much know how the movie's going to go. They're going to try to save mm-hmm. them. They're probably going to save them or there'll be a cliffhanger and maybe they save them kind of. Speaking about Daredevil for next time, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm sure some of our listeners haven't watched it yet, but I will say it's a great, great show, Daredevil. It is a great show. It's Uh, it's an HBO level quality show, which I I think was a great idea. Using the Netflix platform, you don't have to be succumbing to the network censors, so the, the, the fact that they... They took advantage of that. Is great. I mean, how many rated R straight to Netflix shows are there? I don't know. Well, House of Cards. House of Cards is one, but I mean, like, it's not a. You've never seen a superhero rated R show on TV at all. Uh, Mm -hmm. But still, great, great show. Great take on um, Kingpin. But we'll uh, we'll talk about another time when everyone's more caught up. Yeah, it's still an interesting, interesting that they carved out that niche. It's like, okay, you've seen all this other stuff. Now we're going to do a really dark, gritty superhero show. Yeah. It's like, take this arrow. Yeah. This is how you do a dark, gritty street level show. Um, (laughs) All right. So, but I mean, most of these movies look good, guys. I think you knew that, but uh, enjoy talking with you and all our guests. Bye.